Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Ross, John, Travis, back again to use DynastyTradeCalculator.com and all of its calculating and rating goodness to help you make some trades, make your team better, eventually win your leagues. And it is prime non-point scoring season. The Super Bowl is over. There is no football for seven-ish months. Lineups, points, all out the out, just gone. And um, I'm sorry, you're not going to be like live betting UFL games. <laughs> no. Well, my massive <laughs> carryover between yeah. AFL, XFL, and all of that league. That league, of course, yeah. there's there's no there's always it's always point scoring season there. But. The, the dynasty combination of all the failed leagues together forming into one massive UFL. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, and I. Canadian Football League is in there also. Sorry, didn't want to offend our, hey, our listeners. The running start, the running start pre-snap needs Oof, to be a game thing. changer. Yeah. Yes. I tried to watch. I I always try to watch all those leagues thinking maybe this will be the one that grabs me. Nope. No. Never. Like I make it like five minutes in and I'm like, I just don't care. And now it's getting nicer outside. So maybe yeah. I'll go do something outside. That Yeah, that sounds like a plan. There's just actually snowing here in Nashville last night. Um which is weird, but anyway, I think we should probably talk about some play, uh, players. We had a Super Bowl, uh, that was weird. Uh, the, like you said, that uh, you know we have no football now, but the result wasn't weird because uh, you know the corn dog with a little mustard and ketchup called uh, by uh, Andy Reid uh, won the day yet again. Did you see that video of him breaking down the play call? I did not. <laughs> he met with Peter King, and uh, he was you know going through like the Tiger Twelve and. Yeah, the the one way play and you know, uh, gun bunch trip right and all the all the you know the the actual play call name. But then he said, and then at, like at the end, he's like, that gives you a little uh, corn dog with mustard and ketchup. Because last year the corn the, the play call was called that uh, corn dog, and so he was just making kind of a joke about that. That's corn dog with a little much mustard and ketchup, which is such an Andy Reid thing to say. But you will come to find it. Colors. Say what? what now that you mentioned it, colors? those yeah. are the team colors. Catch exactly. So it's perfect. That, that yeah. just clicked in my brain right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just hilarious that they, like both Super Bowls in a row, like they, they basically won with the same exact play. Like, yeah. like the, the freaking like two way motion uh, set up Pacheco's touchdown last year. And then the two way motion on Sky Moore's touchdown. And then Kudarius Tony's touchdown. And then to Miko Hardman to win in overtime. So it's just like, it's just, I don't know. Just it's it was it's funny to see the the same exact play being what when won them hey, another when Super Bowl. When it works, but, you keep doing it. Right? Yeah, I guess so. But all right. So, what running back are you bringing to the table today, Travis? Whoa, 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 whoa! I thought we were what? starting with quarterback. No, oh. are there shenanigans to start off with? Or, yeah, I mean, I that's usually fine. We, save, we, we save the shenanigans to the end. Oh, usually. okay. We'll save shenanigans for the end. That's fine. Spoilers, we're talking about quarterbacks when we come to John, but uh, I'll kick things off with running back since that's what we do here on the show, talking about some player values and, uh, you know, uh, how they compare to picks and whatnot. And that's where we'll start. And uh, I did mention Pacheco's name on per- on purpose, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, um, whose name I always misspell, uh, no matter how many times I try. It is I before the A or the A before the I or is there, you know. Uh, anyway, but Isaiah, so, Pacheco, I just wrote it down without an I in it. Where is there an I in it? Uh, well, to, to start oh, in is, Isaiah. <laughs> yeah, no, he, yes, there's supposed yeah, to be yeah. two eyes in Isaiah in my mind. Let's move on three. <laughs> anyway, 
Isaiah Pacheco, oh, yeah. uh, according to the Dynasty Trade Calculator, uh, he is actually worth the 1.11, the 11th overall rookie pick, uh, pick in this year's draft. Um, is that inflated due to the, the Super Bowl, or is that is that where he actually belongs? I'm curious wh- how you value him as uh, kind of a late first in, in the middle of non-points, or I guess at the start of non-points scoring season. I think it's inflated by the lack of other options uh, to be drafted. It's also probably fair. It's also running back. So it's clearly not fair because why would you ever pay for a running back? Um, you're not going to get him for less. If you're going to spend the 111 to get a running back, Pacheco is probably not a terrible option. I mean, probably not the approach I'm going. <laughs> I, you know, if I'm going to spend my late first, I'm going to aim to get Saquon from Russ. Uh, probably not going to feel like going down the Pacheco. So probably not a deal I'm going to make. I probably would take the uh, 111 if somebody offered it to me on rosters where I have Pacheco. I'd rather take a wide receiver. I mean, we're talking super flex. There'll still be some decent options at the 111 for a rookie wide receiver. Everything John just said, exactly. Yeah, now we're full on into the I hate running back season. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. It was definitely thought... like trading your your first the week before the championship game for Pacheco makes perfect sense. And then if you lost, it turned into the 111. So like that was the time <laughs> to do it. Um yeah. it may not have worked out and maybe it turned into the 111. Now is not the time to do it. Time to do it again is you know, when you really 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 have to. Yeah, I think that it, it is quite a bit uh, about the timing for me as well. I would I would easily prefer the pick personally, uh, just because I think there's going to be plenty of wide receiver depth that uh, gets to that point that I'm really intrigued by in rookie drafts. And it is interesting because, you know, he's been incredibly efficient and has two more years on his rookie contract. And there's, it's highly unlikely they bring in somebody to, you know, replace him or even really uh, eat into his market share numbers he and in fact it was really funny as i was uh, prepping and doing some riding ahead of the super bowl he actually had a higher uh rushing share than uh, christian mccaffrey did <laughs> this past year which was uh, really surprising to me and so i think some people do still overlook um his value overall given that you know he just had over two thousand yards in scrimmage in his first two years as an undrafted free agent but yeah i'm not gonna move off the pick in that spot, but uh, I will be inter- interested to see how you rank him compared to uh, a few other players, uh, a couple of other positions, but also a couple of, at the running back position. So uh, you guys ready for my list as to who we compare him to in value? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Staying at the running back position here first, Josh Jacobs, and then Javante Williams. And James Cook. And that gives us a kind of a mix between uh, they're all in between 23 and 26 years old, not not beyond uh, the the age cleft in, in any case there. But then at other positions, I, I, I did want to take a look at uh, one younger wide receiver in comparison to Pacheco, and that's uh, George Pickens. And then uh, one older wide receiver, and that is Stefan Diggs. Because I will say that the trade calculator has all of these players 
ranging from 13 points in value to 16.3 in value. So they're all pretty close uh, via the calculator, uh, ranging from 66th overall in Superflex formats with uh, Titan Premium down to 75th overall. So all implied, if you're like in a startup draft this offseason, all going potentially in the same round of range uh, of the draft. And so curious how, how you guys actually rank these guys because the, the running backs – it, it, they're all in different uh, contractual spots, I guess, <laughs> and uh, but similar age range with, of course, Jacobs being the oldest. But uh, the wide receivers, I'm interested just to see how you value the age play there. All right, I can go. Um, I have, for the running backs, I have James Cook first, Pacheco second, Jacobs third, and Javante fourth. None of these are going to be guys that I'm going out to acquire, especially now but also in general this is really again not including playoff time where i'm just trying to fill uh you know maybe i got an injury trying to fill a hole boost my team a little better like i'm either spending up or spending down you know compared to this late first valuation on on running backs um i put james cook first because his ceiling has shown to be pretty decent the um consistency is absolutely not there but it's probably he has what feels like could be a more explosive part of a very very good offense i have pacheco second because he's consistent he's dependable i don't know if his ceiling is really there short of him magically having a multiple touchdown game he's okay he's fine um jacob's third and it's because of age and contract and Javante fourth. I love the idea of Javante, but we're getting to a point where like, I need to see it happen. Um, and for your wide receivers, I put Diggs first because he's still Steph Diggs. I know the end of this season was weird, but I'm willing to write that off to being an attitude problem. And just to give it a shot, uh, Pacheco second Pickens third, because again, Pickens, while I believe he is talented, Arthur Smith and blank quarterback. I mean, I'll I'm fine not making taking that risk. And if things go well, I'll pay that wait and see tax and go get him if I feel like I want to or need to. So I have the wide receivers above the running backs. Not a shock. Yeah. Uh, just in general, wide receivers have them above. Um, as for how the running backs rank. What is Jacob's contract status? Was was he free agent or? Yeah, he was okay. one year. They franchised they him the last same year. Thing, right? Okay. Uh, can they not do the same thing? They can sign a one year thing, or I believe they can tag them again. But it's yeah. like an astronomical amount of money to tag. Oh, is it? Yeah, it, it keeps it escalates, and so it's <laughs> it's like average of top three instead of average of top eight or something. Yeah, like that. it's um, yeah, it's not it's not great cap wise because they, I mean, like this the, in this past year's cap hit was already like eleven point four million, so it'd be uh, <clears throat> even higher. No matter what, though, he'll be a starter somewhere. It's I just a matter so. yeah. of where. Yeah. I look at all the running backs as I only care about the next year out of them. All I care about is twenty twenty four. So. Basically, this is a redraft ranking uh, for the running backs because I don't really care about anything beyond 2024 form. So I have Jacobs first because I think he still will be the best in 2024. Uh, I then do have Pacheco and Cook 
Those two are oh, like I have Jacobs in a tier of his own. Then I have those two. Javante Williams was easily written down as number four. I'm just uh unfortunately, I, I think the time has passed where I would ever invest that highly in Javante Williams. Now, I think I could get him for a lot cheaper, and then I become a lot more interested, actually. So definitely not at this cost would I any come anywhere close to approaching Javante Williams. Yeah, it's, it is interesting just because, um, yeah, I, we want to see more uh, out of Williams. And given how we view the running backs, uh, if you're not kind of like in position to win, be really like winning me a, a league, it's hard to value a player like that highly. Um, the I, I think I still value Josh Jacobs actually higher than any of these guys, just because, like you said, he will be starting somewhere. <laughs> Uh, and he's probably going to produce wherever he goes because I believe he's the, the best talent of this bunch. But after that, I, I was surprised that I, I think I rank Isaiah Pacheco second and then James Cook third and then Diggs fourth, Pickens fifth, and Javante Williams last. Um, and I wanted to be higher on Williams. Um, I was uh, coming into the draft process. I got him very cheap in some super deep divvy leagues for a long time, but uh, – you know, at this point, we just need to see more. So, yeah, I, I was just, yeah, just wanted to get your, you know, your takes on Pacheco and where he kind of sat there because, you know, coming off a of Super Bowl, sometimes those players can get overvalued. But at least, you know, it doesn't sound like, uh, especially John is, is <laughs> cares at all. So, uh, nope. yeah, no, yeah. I don't, I don't get, I don't get fantasy points for Super Bowl appearances. So you don't uh, like no. it. It literally has zero impact yeah. on. On yeah, my fantasy just, leagues, so I don't know why it would affect my value at all. It I just have I have leagues where like anytime somebody like one of their players does well, like they hop in the chat and overhype and blah blah blah. And maybe it's just to try to move them, but most of the time nothing happens anyway. It just seems like the, the value fluctuates in situations in which it should not. <laughs> so I wanted to just bring that up because um, you know, playoff players I think oftentimes get a boost just in the back of people's minds, whether it's, you know, confirmed or spoken about or in, yeah. in the open or not. It, oh, it's not like disagreeing people, that they do. I just, yeah, they don't to me. Yeah. It's why Island games are wonderful for players yep. that have iffy value because of when George Pickens catches three touchdowns in an Island game, you can go out and trade him, get a, get yep. a first and a second right away. Yeah. And Hey, him. you know, you know, if, uh, if it is indeed true that, uh, the Steelers are going to grab Ryan Tannehill this this year. Uh, that that's that's the buzz as of you know Sunday, and like there, there are already pieces being written up on this, just being a fact. <laughs> uh, if that's the case, then he might actually have a little bit more life. Who knows? That's it. Everything. Any. It, what wouldn't be a step up? Like. I don't know if, if, if John if John was the quarterback, that might be a slight light slight step down. Uh, from Kenny Pickett, but definitely a max and a lateral move, but yeah, not yeah, a step yeah. up. Yeah. Russ, if, if Russ was the quarterback, I'd probably give it give it a slight tick up, but agree. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm very mobile when people are trying to chase me to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. I don't remember you running that far when you saw me coming at the expo to give you a hug. You thought I was coming to give you a hug. You didn't try to run. Oh, I was What's... running at you. That's a little different. Uh, all right, All right, so I followed suit and picked a player that not only was in the Super Bowl, but a player that happened to win the Super Bowl, because I'm talking tight ends. And I have always been 
of the mindset that Travis Kelsey is the tight end one until he decides to not be the tight end one. And as of now, he said he's not retiring. That was glorious that we don't even have to wonder. <laughs> don't try and make us wonder now, Russ. He said it. He's coming back. They're all coming back. Yeah, he's he's coming back. So I want to talk about it. And I, the sigh of relief that exited my body because of the amount of dynasty shares I have. Plus, of course, yes, it's good to have great players in football, uh, playing football because football is actually fun to watch, John. Um, but still, for dynasty shares, I, I love it. Uh, but let's let's talk about Travis Kelsey and his value. Travis Kelsey comes in the calculator 17.4. The 110 comes in at 17. So are we still at a point where we are going to send a late first for a soon-to-be 35-year-old tight end? Oh, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I'm not giving him up for the 110, and I have him on a lot yep. of teams. Just an absolute ton of teams because <laughs> it is... Because uh, he's good? Because yeah, he's in the great, greatest? I didn't <laughs> care what he cost, and I, I got... I wanted to just have that dominant tight end. So literally almost all of my teams have either Kelsey, Andrews, and they probably have Pitts along with them. So like, I, I, I'm not giving them up for the 110. I'm not giving the 110 for him. If I don't already have him, I assume I can figure out my tight end spot in a different way rather than invest now. But if I've already made that investment, I'm not looking to get out. I'm just going to ride it out be extremely happy for every year I get for the rest of his career. Yeah. I don't think that uh, if I'm trading away first, a late first uh, in this, in this case, and by comparison, like 110, 111, whatever it is in that range, even like 109, like it's just that, that 109, I think I'd, I'd lean, start leaning towards the pick, but if I've got like it's back three, First in that range, no. I think there's a tipping point that probably it, it, it begins to make sense. 1.08, especially, I think that might make sense given um, the consensus top players in the class and the implied draft capital coming for those players. And but the production is just not going to be there. So if if you're not in position to win now, sure, why not go for the pick? But it's if if you have Kelsey, in most cases, you're probably competing and have been competing for like seven straight years. Uh, so uh, it's, it's tough to <clears throat> move off of. But uh, I think I would need a slightly earlier first to really prefer the pick just to kind of across the board. Yeah, I think 107 is a definite. I'm taking the pick. Yeah, that's a definite for me. 108 is a discussion. 109 is probably the same as 110. For me. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to acquire Travis Kelsey, I'm not doing it now. That's really what it comes down to. In three, four weeks – when we are prime combine talk, Travis Kelsey is not going to be worth the first. I, I, I really just feel like that's the reality of the situation, that you'll be able to get Travis Kelsey for two seconds. And that's that's what I'm going to be waiting for. And I agree with everything you two said about trading him away. I, I'm not doing it for two seconds in general because I – Again, Travis Kelsey, I don't care about his age, is my tight end one until he decides not to do it anymore or play to that level anymore. I should correctly word it. But if someone wants to send me the 107, 108, I'll probably do it right away. 
so I have I have two lists and they're both short because I was a little curious where he is ranked with you guys amongst more similarly now valued to tight ends in the in the calculator. I'm not bringing up Pitts or Andrews or the rookies anymore because that doesn't seem to be worth it. But I have four players: Travis Kelsey, Evan Engram, George Kittle, and David Njoku. So this is pretty easy for me. Um, Kelsey's number one. Yeah. If I'm going out to get a tight end in this range, I'm going out to get Kelsey. That's that's what I want. Yeah. Uh, Ingram's number two. The only discuss the only part where it's difficult for me is literally, can I put Kittle behind Njoku? And I think I'd rather have Njoku at this point. Like, I've been kind of over Kittle for a little while. <laughs> Uh, and it's been a benefit. I don't think I had him on a lot of teams, so maybe I'm just biased against him at this point. But pivoting away from him just really feels like the right move. 49ers, it's been the reason. They've got a lot of weapons. That's why I've been pivoting away from him. Because while that should lead to more opportunities, those opportunities just don't seem to hit Kittle as often as I'd like. So... I think Kittle's fourth on my list, and then Joku's third, which feels very strange, but I think that's where I stand right now. I think I go Kelsey and Joku and Grim Kittle, oh, wow. and uh, uh, prefer Kittle definitely last at this point. So, Kittle, yeah. uh, I I will also say my list is the same as John's uh, Kelsey, Ingram, and Joku, Kittle. Um, I came into this season still on the Kittle train about not okay. So I, I, I hate wording it this way, but even prime Gronk, you expected he was going to miss a game or two during the season. Gronk never really played the whole season, but when he played, he was usually number one, but like top three tight end points per game. And, and Kittle was that way. Kittle missed games every single season. And unfortunately you got one or two games where he was a decoy or stayed into block because he's very good at blocking and their offensive line is usually hurt. So like you suffered every once in a while, but mostly it was, he still scored really well overall when he played this season was enough for me to be like, all right, no, it's, it's gone now. Um, yeah, I mean, he had like that three touchdown game earlier in the year. And then he had uh couple like 100 plus games that made him really interesting but then it was just like a bunch of definitely non-winning yeah. type weeks and like overall like his his total uh yardage marks and everything like he what was second all second team all pro or something like that because his overall yard yardage and everything was it looked fine but um he's going to go down from here and his inconsistency is is frustrating so um i i think you know he's still a fantastic NFL player it's just like uh you know, I, I think we're right right there yeah. uh, on the same page. Just a quick question. Is there you, – you put Njoku above Engram. Is there a gap there, or do you just – No, like I think it's just – it's very close. I just – I'm very, very high on, on Njoku still uh, seeing his role even continue to, continue to flourish. Like, he's still – again, he's, like, just still 27, um, and he's still kind of he – he has a very wide window to produce and is still – maybe the most like athletic freak at the position. Yeah. Like, I think we just kind of forget like 
because <laughs> the hype died down a long, long ago. But he is the freakiest looking athlete, you know, in the league, maybe at the position still. <laughs> so uh, up there with the, the best of them anyway. So um, I, I just think that his value is going to continue to rise as people continue to realize that he's still um, 27. He's been immensely productive and his role expanded this year. All right. And and real quick, we don't really need to, you know, discuss afterwards, but uh, four players, different positions, Travis Kelsey, Josh Jacobs, Jaden Reed, and Deshaun Watson. Mm, I'm a, I'll probably go Watson over Kelsey, but definitely not the other two. Watson's a discussion, but I really just don't. I'm not investing in him, in him either. Like No, exactly. No, I'm not either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kelsey's on the top of this list to me, and they were all these were like three almost back to uh, other back to back players with hmm. Kelsey. Um, I believe Watson was above him. I didn't write it down what they were. Yeah, um, really close in the calculator, though. Uh, yeah, but in my head, it was just like these are the players around Kelsey, and I don't want to send that pick away. Well, I do. I really like Jaden Reed, so I probably wouldn't do that just because I like him and I he's young and everything. But like, if I have Josh Jacobs or Deshaun, well, I don't have Deshaun Watson any of my teams. No, I would either. probably very easily send those for Kelsey as opposed to sending the pick, and that's really why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I think I lean Kelsey as well, but that's I, whether rational or not. I, I just don't like to roster any Deshaun Watson. So, Same. all right, so John, shenanigans time. Shenanigans time. I did bring players, though. I want to talk mostly about kind of the general thought of the elite asset. This is the time of year where I like to break the elite asset up. (laughs) Like, there are times to combine to get more elite assets into your lineup. There are times to get rid of the elite asset. For me, that's this time. This is when when I usually go ahead and try and project, like, what do I think this player's value will be a year from now for every single player? So this is where I really try and do like the switching from an escalator guy that might go down to a guy that's going to go up, you know, swap the escalators on the way, see if I can get extra. So this is where I look at what do I do with the elite asset? So Josh Allen first. So I just have a couple of offers that I'm curious what your all's thoughts are on breaking up a player like Josh Allen who currently is the most valuable player in the calculator. The tippy, tippy top of the calculator, Josh Allen. If you believe the calculator, you can get CJ Stroud and the 109 for Josh Allen. So I'm curious which way you guys would go on that. I'm sorry, say that one more time. CJ Stroud and the 109. I would take more to get Josh Allen from me than that. Really? Yeah, uh, I think not much, but again, push that pick into that top tier, and, and I'll definitely start one and seven makes it easy. That 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 felt too easy. Plus, um, but no, um, I I think if anything else, it's because I would rather tier a little lower down, or maybe if we switch Stroud out with Lamar or someone like that again, like that I would need more than the 109 to find it super worthwhile to do it. Travis. I, I think I, I would, I think you can pull more than that in most cases because of Josh, Josh Allen's perceived value and, uh, 
how he has produced. But <clears throat> I just think it's interesting that it's uh, he is where he is. Um, and I know the narrative kind of uh, flip-flops with him at times because he'll have a, a game here or there where he goes back to Wyoming, Josh Allen, and throws like three picks or something. And so for that reason, I think there's going to be several windows in coming years, as, especially as he does get older and he's not old at all by any means now, but it's just like, there are going to be other windows to get him for cheaper than this as well. Like, and so I think no, no, no. Give, I'm talking about him. getting rid of Josh Allen. Okay. Well, getting rid of Josh Allen. I'm absolutely. Yes. I think you can pull more than that, but I, I would right now in every single place that I owned him on my roster, I would be trying to move him because I think there's a very good chance that he is this time next year, not the quarterback one overall. And every year thereafter is most likely not going to be the number one quarterback overall. So, um, yeah, I think there's a great chance that there's going to be several windows for him and opportunities for him to go down, especially if they don't get the wide receiver situation kind of sorted. So, yeah, I, I would be moving. I would I would do it uh, for CJ Stroud the 1.09, but I think you, you can pull more. I would love to pull more, but some one of the reasons these kinds of things tend to work is because people are like, oh my God, that's all I have to give up. Yeah, and so exactly. It, it actually is a trade that happens versus yeah. trying to get more. And they're just like, no, I'm not giving that all that up. Um, for me, I think if they each have the exact same year that they had this year, how far apart do you think they are next year? Josh Allen and CJ Stroud. That gap gets closed. And I think eventually. Can it get closed? all that much though i mean stroud's already yes. a lot of people's qb4 i don't think 21 points per game puts stroud in the top tier yeah i just think that, that he could ac accelerate and actually be like the most productive passer in the league like soon like very soon and i think if that yeah i think he could just lead the league in, in passing like next year i mean so. i love the idea of trying to pivot from josh allen to lamar but that's not going to get you very much on the other side. Yeah, um, so there's a know. lot of there's a lot of people that have Lamar. They'd rather have Lamar straight up than Josh Allen. So I okay. You I don't think so? Not at all. Oh, I think I, I think there's. I, I know our buddy Matt. I'm pretty sure Matt has Lamar. At least, if not above uh, Josh Allen, even let's call it. Either way, there's. I don't think there's a lot to be had extra to go from Josh Allen to Lamar. So that's what I'm looking at. I want to get a big extra piece. Exactly. That, Which is why I would go a little further down the line than Stroud. So you see, that scares me because further down the line <laughs> then. Oh, man. Then you're going down the Trevor Lawrence and Tua. Which, oh, no. I was, while again, I love like, them. Stroud, to me, I've seen at least is QB4 to a lot of people. So if I can go to like Burrow or Herbert coming off of years being hurt and hey, they don't run. They don't have the legs. They're not going to get those. They don't have that ceiling. They don't have the Konami code. So if I, if I can pull Herbert in the 106, 105, I would, I would much rather do that than Stroud in the 109. Oh, I'm just going off the calculator value. Uh, yeah, those no, are, again, those are not possible. Deals. I am making up <laughs> stuff off the top. Yeah. Of, I, I don't have yes. the calculator up. So Obviously, in most cases, in dream world, you get, you get higher, more highly valued quarterbacks and more highly valued picks. Yeah. Again, yeah. Stroud to me at this point, again, not for me specifically, but from what I've seen is ranked above Lamar, Herbert, and Burrow. Um, and and, if, and given that, that that's the case, I think there's a great chance that 
that actually continues the trend uh, or that becomes even more confident and like his, his consensus value and consensus rank is much higher um and so getting a first in return i i think i i'm i'm good with all right what's your next uh i do agree with you that i think stroud is more highly valued by a lot of people but in a lot of the leagues for our listeners this is there the window is probably not there yet where stroud is where stroud's value is caught up in all leagues Okay, that makes sense. Not perfect. So that's why I targeted Stroud because I think that was now is the time of year to make that kind of move. Yeah. It does look like you're giving somebody a win in that trade. They're going to win that trade by getting Josh Allen. Good for them. <laughs> like different in six months. Yeah. Yeah, I think six months from now it looks different, and I think a year from now it looks very different, especially if you actually hit on the one hundred nine. Yeah. Like if you get one of the wide receivers that falls. From the 106, 107, if you happen to manage that, I think you're going to look really, really good. All right. Elite asset number two. Another quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Would you give up Jalen Hurts for the 101 plus Puka Nakua? Comes in yep. even on the calculator. So are you gambling on Caleb Williams, but you get Puka on top of it? I, yeah. I, I mean, yes, with the <laughs> yes. caveat that I'm then moving the 101 for a QB plus. Yes. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the right move. <laughs> just, yeah, turning it, turn and burn, man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, right. I would do that. Yeah. We're all in agreement there. And th- to me, this I, is- I do want to say, I still believe in Hurts. I still believe Hurts is a top oh, yeah. three quarterback. Yeah. Just because there's a lot of Hurts dislike going on, and I'm not part of that. Like, So I just no, wanted to put that neither. out there. But 101 and Puka, given what yeah, that, happens. That's, yeah. Yeah. That feels like good value because yeah. my I, I had a league where people were talking the 101 and the 201 for Hertz got a deal done. And I said that one oh that 201 needs to be at least the 105 for me to even start thinking about it. And Puka man probably pushed himself up to around that 104-ish area. So this is how like, yeah. this is how I like to build depth though, is when I have one of those elite assets, yes, try to break that down. Then I will use that depth later for the elite set yes. during the right year. Like when when I need those extra points, that's that's when I want it. Um, okay, so let's move on to running back Bijan Robinson. This is a little bit tougher because good lord, like running backs are very hard to find. Anybody that doesn't make me sick at the idea of pivoting off of Bijan and get something on top, like sure, switching Bijan to Brees Hall. Or Gibbs, that's fine, but you're not getting very much on top. In order to make it kind of <laughs> appealing, it was Bijan to Travis Etienne plus the 201. So I couldn't I couldn't make it work for a first, but it's the 201. It's just outside the first. And I think you guys both just gave the same reaction I did as I was trying to find a Bijan pivot. Don't feel good. No, no like if I, anything, I, my pivot man. is why like, see a nicer pick and a crappier running back? <laughs> like, get me like, down. Like, to Saquon in the 110. Saquon in the 110 is my next question. I would do Saquon in the 110. I would, too. I think that's that's so, like, but ETN was above Saquon in the calculator. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't like how that one works. I got to find somebody else. So I went down the Saquon. Saquon in the 110 came out. And I felt pretty good about that one, but I still didn't feel like Imagine great beginning of last season saying you would trade Bijan for two late firsts. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I mean, all hope for whatever, for whatever Atlanta is going to be. Saquon, again, we're talking one, two year max window. Saquon, I still think is young enough and talented enough that man, like imagine if he ends up on the Eagles, like he's a free agent right now, yeah. you know, worst case scenario is probably he ends up back with the Giants, but we've seen him crush it on the Giants. And, you know, the Giants are going to go and ruin Malik Neighbors or someone and hopefully <laughs> take some some attention oh, away from from the running box. But yeah, no, I I wouldn't do the ETN one really just because I don't think ETN is all that special with which ultimately are, I don't uh, want to do either of them. I think I side mm, with Bijan in I, either yeah. case, but it's the Saquon one's a little more palatable, but I, I really found it hard to find a way to break up a running back and tear down at running back. Yeah. Cause neither of us want to spend on running back and this is making us put value on running back and not the other piece in the deal. So the reality is, yeah, I would love to break Bijan down to T Higgins plus or something like that, yeah, but that's yeah. the move. That's just not the conversation we're having. Right. Yeah. I think that's definitely a move, but I'm going to be uh, completely confusing and disagree and say, I would prefer Travis Etienne in the pick barely. Wow. Because so like Etienne, like he, he just had basically 1,500 yards in scrimmage and a dozen touchdowns this past year. Like, yeah. It, I mean, like, do you think it, he repeats the is, Yeah, actually, right. I do. Like, I hope so, so. God, I hope so. Yeah, I, I really, I'm still, I'm still a massive believer in his talent as I was coming out, and he missed time with the injury, but back to back 1,400 yard plus seasons to to start his career. Like, Bijan would have to do a little bit. Um, I don't know how much more would he have to do for you to miss out on, I don't know, like because like at pick thirteen overall, in in many classes you're not super excited about it, but there's a great chance that like there's eight wide receivers that go inside the top fifty picks this year, and three to six quarterbacks, and Brock Bowers and maybe JT Sanders. Like there's there's a bunch of players that it. it you get down to the late first and, and early second, and you're you're talking about a pretty pretty valuable rookie still. I don't know. I, I think I I think I just barely barely barely. And I don't actually prefer the, the Saquon deal actually at all. No. Cause all he right. I mean he's like Saquon is like five years older than I'm glad than somebody I'm glad somebody him. wanted to go that route. I mean I that yeah. But I think that just proves you, you might be able to do that. But I again, yep. the move is still probably to pivot to the wide receiver option instead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's much sure. safer. I'll take that safer uh, route of switching to a wide receiver, which I did not pull up any options. All right, so let's talk about a wide receiver real fast. Let's talk about Justin Jefferson. Number one receiver. Mm -hmm. Very highly valued. Mm -hmm. Would you break him down to Puka and Chris Olave? Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Uh, <laughs> the answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. Because like Jefferson's like on, you know, like goat trajectory. And and I, I, I love the idea of Puka and Olave, but uh, I'm going to keep the goat trajectory guy. Oh, I think I'm breaking him down. Okay. Well, first of all, we, we know your Olave love. Yes. But my... And the thing is, it's not even the value that is my issue. If I'm getting rid of Justin Jefferson, I need one of those guys to be a guy I've seen do it and 
more than once. Like, I want to feel safe. You're not getting Jamar Chase. No, no, no. (laughs) And, and like, yeah, if I wanted to go down to, like, St. Brown, you're not getting much on top either. No. But, like, Devonta Smith and Puka, I would do it. I mean, I I would do that as well. Like I would I would do that just fine. But again, I I probably should have pulled up the calculator. But I just I know that they oh, Devonta are Smith's actually worth. According to the calculator, he is worth less than uh, Alave and yeah. Puka. So like mathematically, that would work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's and, and like I, I said, rather... <sighs> I was good with the value of those two players. It's really that's a feeling thing for me. Like yeah. I feel safer with a player I've seen score. Low end one, high end two, multiple seasons. Yeah, that that's what it is for me. I I I would not be surprised in any way, shape, or form if if that was just the best season we ever see from Puka. Um, I still I, mean, I I still it was like literally the best rookie season ever. So. I, yeah. I, exactly. So like I just think that's very likely that's the best he ever actually does. Um, just a really perfect storm situation to do what he did. Um, so. Still believe in him, and I still believe in Olave. I love Olave coming out, but I just I, Justin Jefferson I think we, is have, like. Do you think we've seen Justin Jefferson's peak season? I mean, eighteen hundred yards is hard to match too. Yeah. <laughs> but also the thing is, I think he can keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. And he has kind of all he's been doing is just putting up ridiculous numbers. Like there's there's a great chance he he averages more receiving yards than any other you know player in NFL history. So I don't think Puka necessarily repeats the season but i don't think he's bad. i think he is i think he is here to stay and he's yeah. very very good oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah i agree yeah. but i just think you know and i think olave has the chance to go up <laughs> oh he um, is talented enough to do it that team just needs to help him a little bit yes so for me this trade is is much about getting olave on top of puka and having that chance where if i can have two guys that have that top tier wide receiver that's massive. That's massive. I don't know that either one of them ever individually gets to being Justin Jefferson value, but they can get close. They can get close. The Athletic just put out that the Bengals are going to tag T. Higgins. Do you know? Uh, do you know who holds the record right now for receiving yards per game in NFL history? Why would I know that? Do I get fantasy points if I know it? No, but do you know who it is? No. Could I Google it and find out? You could just guess that it's Justin Jefferson. By oh, margin. is it Justin Jefferson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, 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 second is Calvin Johnson. Third is Antonio Brown. Fourth is Jamar Chase. Fifth is Julio Jones. And Julio Jones was up there for a long time, like around 90-plus yards per game. Justin Jefferson has 12 more yards per game than any other wide receiver in NFL history. Um, so what he's doing is just absurd. So I, I know he's coming off the injury, but then that's probably what, the only reason this is even a conversation. But I think a year from now, it won't be. Okay. Yeah. I, all right. All right. So I have to go offer Russ trades uh, to give him elite <laughs> assets and break it down into five <laughs> yeah. pieces off of his. Well, I know timing is going to be off on this. You can't offer them right now. Oh, is MFL down? Roll over, baby. Yes. I've been, I, I've not refreshed while we've been on here. So... Again, I wasn't refreshing all morning. We, oh, it is down. Yep, yep. Oh, leagues will be rolled over by the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, I think this. I wonder if that has to do with uh, the uh, 
the timing with the NFL Combine release and then just getting the rookies in there or not. Because the NFL, as we've been recording, the NFL Combine player participant list of 321 players just came out. So it's it's usually the Tuesday after the Super Bowl. Like I feel like it's been pretty consistent the past few years. I, I think John brought up the point at some point that they they wait for playoff leagues uh, to yeah. be done. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they have more playoff leagues than like any other. That makes sense. I've that makes ever sense. Seen, so yeah. kind of have to wait for the Super Bowl to end to take down your site if you know you're doing that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is well, that cool. the end of your shenanigans, John? That's the end of the shenanigans. I didn't bring a tight end one. I was about to say we're not breaking down tight ends. I mean, like if you want to break down Laporta, yes, the answer is yeah, yes. Go get Kyle Pitts yes. plus. Yep. <laughs> like if you have Laporta, pivot to Kyle Pitts plus something. Obviously. 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 All right. Well, that means we are closing down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher, Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Travis May at FF underscore Travis M. <laughs>